But welcome to the show. It's to get to have your own hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons, and we're on 93.7 The Ticket. Hey, y'all, you know, first of all, let me say this. I got to give a big shout out to everyone that made the ultimate sacrifice for, for this holiday. Memorial Day weekend is a very uh, emotional time for a lot of people, including myself. But I just want to say, you know, big shout out to everybody that made that sacrifice. You know, sacrifice is something that uh, a lot of times we take for granted. Uh, man, people make sacrifices all the time. But, you know, I kind of, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, like my guest tonight, he was one of those people that I look at as a person that made a lot of sacrifices so that people like myself and some of my uh my other teammates could have success. Um, you know, <laughs> Mark Trainwich is the type of person where you didn't hear his name called unless there was something bad happened. You know, like holding <laughs> or he missed the block. But when we, when uh, people like Mike Rogier, uh, Irvin Fryer, myself, when we had success offensively, it was because Mark and his crew took care of their business up front and that's one of the biggest sacrifices you can make because you know you're not going to get a lot of uh, exposure and I just wanted to have him on tonight so that we can we can show some love and give him some flowers while he's here so Mark welcome to the show man thanks Ricky I'm happy to be here well look Mark you know we're going to jump right in now y'all might hear me call him Traino because that's what I call him you know his name is Traino which I, you know uh, he's Traino to me Mark let me ask you one quick question. Where did you grow up first? Let's start sure, there. Sure, Ricky. Well, first off, um, you talk about sacrifice. It's never sacrifice to come spend time with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that because, you, know, you know, I assumed that you lived in Lincoln, which was never good, but I did, and I found out that you didn't. That's so, all right. It's just our way in Omaha. Well, I appreciate it. So thank it's you, man, for, for, for finding the time on a holiday weekend at that. Happy to be here. Yeah, because I, I was noticing. I was like, man, you know, when when I asked you, I think we was at Coach Solis. Uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I didn't even think about that being a holiday weekend. I was just trying to book these Sundays, you know. So, thank you, man. Happy, thank you so much. And they and they called you guys skilled players. I don't know what they <laughs> called us, but you were the skilled players. Hey, but look, but see, the skilled players don't have a chance without the big guys up front. And that's why I wanted to show some love, man, because right. you guys, man, God, matter of fact, before we even get into the interview, who were the guys up front with you? So my uh, my 83 year, yep. it was it, I was at center, and then Dean Steinkler was the right guard. Okay. And Scott Reardon was the right tackle. Okay. And then Harry Grimmerger was the left guard. Okay. And then Mark Benning was a left tackle. And John Sherlock played left tackle, too, that year. Yeah, John we lost hurt. John Sherlock, too, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, he got hurt about halfway through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, John passed away. He passed yeah. away, yeah, yeah that's what I, I yeah. thought I heard that. I wasn't sure, and I meant I wanted to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, i tell you what, man, and this is a funny story, too, because we, we, we had some things we could do that are illegal now. And I'm speaking for – so-called skill positions <laughs> on the football on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> we had these deals like uh, like uh, I remember forty-one sprint draw. That was always the split end crack back on the linebacker. I guess crackbacks are illegal yeah, now. I don't think they like those. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, but but hey, 
I'm going to tell y'all what I used to do. I mean, I would get a running start, and I would drill that linebacker. But by the time he got up and he was mad looking for number seven, I was standing behind Traino like, what's up? <laughs> what you want to do? <laughs> so I knew where my help was. So, yeah. so I, again, another sacrifice. Oh, yeah. When they looked for me, I was hiding. And I could hide behind you and, and, and Dean and, and Harry. I could hide behind y'all. They wouldn't even see me. But I was back there talking plenty noise. <laughs> Most of them linebackers are tough dudes, too. Yeah, man. But that's why when I, as soon as I hit them, I, I got away from them because if they ever got their hands on me, it wasn't going to be good for me. I got you. But, you know, you say you grew up. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Bellevue. Um, so, yeah, uh, six kids in the family. Wow, okay. Yeah, my, my dad had a body shop in Omaha. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, Bellevue was predominantly Air Force. So we had kids coming through all the time. You know, okay. It's kind of cool every year you got – you know, new kids in your high school. And so, you know, and so we had a lot of great sports teams. I uh, I actually played for Bellevue West the first year that they split. So it was Bellevue High School, graduating class of 77 was the last class. Okay. And then so I went in the fall of 77, I went to Bellevue West. And, you know, Bellevue had just split into East and West. So okay. Went from a good school, sports-wise, yeah. to two really bad schools. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but no, growing up. You know, they talk about, you know, I, I, you know, eventually went on to play professional football, and we can talk about that later, but okay. I, was, I was a terrible athlete as a kid, man. I was, what was, do you mean, man? I, I, my, my mom and dad, they put me into sports, you know, YMCA stuff. Yeah. And I was telling my wife, Karen, the other day, I said, we were watching a baseball game. We went to watch the Huskers play, the, the game they, they won on uh, the first game of the tournament. And... Um, the coach, you know, you only you had to play one inning, right? So I, I played one inning. That was it. <laughs> they put me in right field. I couldn't hit the ball for nothing, right? So he would tell me to get, stand up. And I was a big kid. I was always a big kid for my age. And he'd tell me to stand real close to the plate. So the only way I'd get on base if it, I got hit by the pitch, <laughs> i get to go down to sacrifice <laughs> I played basketball as a kid. I didn't score a point the whole season. So I was not a good athlete back then. So what all did you play? Baseball, basketball. Baseball. We did. We played flag football back as a you know youngster. Okay. And um, I could I could catch the ball. So um, well, step back a second. So I, I I've got um, five brothers and sisters. I got three sisters okay. and two brothers. Where do you fall in that? I'm the youngest. You're the young. You're the baby. So basically, I got beat up a lot. <laughs> so back to this football story, right? So I'm still not very good. But I could catch the ball, right? Okay. And so I was pretty big. And so I usually played tackle, but sometimes they'd move me out to tight end. And on a pass play, they just tell me to run downfield as far as I can. And my brother was the quarterback, right? My brother's two years older than me. And he could heave the ball, but nobody thought he could. So I would run, and you know, the, the linebackers, defensive backs, they just let me go. They'd see this big Lummox kid running down the field. <laughs> he goes, number one, he can't catch the ball. And number two, this quarterback can't throw it that far. So then my brother Luke would heave me the ball. And so I realized that if I don't catch this thing, if I come home, you know, once I get home, Luke's going to beat me up. <laughs> so I had a choice to catch the ball or get beat up when I got home. So that's when I started playing a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this. When you run down there, would you catch the ball? I would most, most of the time. Most of the yeah. time. So you didn't get beat up a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Okay. Not, okay. not because of that. <laughs> but no, so I, yeah, I grew up in Bellevue. And then uh, I didn't, I actually didn't, I really didn't get good in sports till probably middle, junior high. Okay. Back then. Still played on the basketball team. I didn't score a point. 
but I got into wrestling. And I, so oh, I, was, okay. you know, I had a, I had a coach that was really good and he taught me how to wrestle. So I, I wrestled, wrestled through high school. Uh, I played baseball that summer and actually, so I went from being the kid that got hit by the ball. <laughs> I had a coach who taught me how to, to bat, right? Oh, okay. So I, I, I was a home run king that year because I, I actually could, you know, I had a little weight behind me. I could hit the ball. And okay. So, you know, it, it comes down to is just teaching, you know, teaching people right. what to do. Right, right. And so many times you see these kids that, you know, are trying, but maybe they just don't have the right guidance. <laughs> Well, if you, uh, I'm not surprised that you're hitting home runs because, you, like you said, you're a big guy. You've always yeah. been big, yeah. so that doesn't surprise me. But let me ask you another question. Like, when you got to high school, what positions did you play? You said, Did you play tight end in high yeah, school? No, no. Well, kind of. So um, we switched to, to do be- two Bellevue schools, right? Right. So, you know, smaller team. Um, Bellevue East kept the old coach, you know, uh, Coach James. Uh, so we got the assistant coach there. It was Jerry Van Wart. Good coach, um, but he didn't have much to work with, right? <laughs> okay. And so as uh, and back then you went to high school as a sophomore. That's the first year you could be there. And, and and so I was playing. I was again. I was big. I was young for my grade. You know, I, I actually went to school. My birthday's in November, so I went to school as a four-year-old, I think. So oh, wow. Okay. I was a six-to-six kid, man. My mom <laughs> wanted to get me out of house. <laughs> like, get him in there. <laughs> so that first year, um, there's a couple games I started as a defensive uh, nose tackle. Okay. Uh, and then as my, my – and so I played a little bit. And then my uh, junior and senior year, I was – it was – we had a kind of an unbalanced line. So I was a tackle – or a tight end sometimes. Okay. I don't think I ever caught a pass in high school. I think they just <laughs> did it to make me feel better. So yeah, I played tackle in high school, and and uh, you know I was I was okay. I was I was big, um, but I wasn't I well, wasn't. Great. Well, well, okay. Well, that leads me to ask you this question: You were big. You're saying you didn't have a lot of success. So how did you go from th- from that situation to being in Nebraska. Yeah. So um, the thing I was really, I mean, I was okay at football, right? Okay. But I was, I was good at wrestling. I, I enjoyed oh, wrestling. Okay. I had two coaches, uh, Gary Sheet and Les Kenny back then that were just really good. Um, so our team, my senior year, uh, again, we're this school that, that just split up. We weren't very good in much of anything. But right. wrestling, we won every match except the, the state meet. We lost to Columbus in the state meet, but we'd won everything else the whole, oh, the wow. whole season. I was, an, I was a state champion my senior year. Okay. Um, almost undefeated. Lost to a guy named Brian Blankenship who played in the <laughs> Big Blank. And me and Blank <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> but I did come back the next week and beat him. So Okay, uh, I, okay. I, you I got, got him back. I got revenge. Okay. So, yeah, so I got a little um, attention from, you know, small schools, Iowa State, uh, Kansas State, you know, some of the, the small Nebraska schools, mm-hmm. uh, but not a lot. And then I got, you know, they had the camps at Nebraska, so I went down for that. And I guess the coaches must have liked what they saw. I still contend I was probably the last guy picked out of the scholarships. <laughs> so you did get a, you I, did I get got, a scholarship? I got a scholarship, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I, 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 I seem to remember that Harry Griminger and I were in the same room with Coach Osborne when he offered a scholarship. Now, Harry doesn't remember that that way. But, man, <laughs> I, was, I was ready to say yes, you know, because as, as, you know, I was, grew up a you know, Husker fan. Right. 
And as soon as he offered, I, you know, I, I started saying, yes, you no, 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 Mark, you go home and you, you talk to your mom and dad. But he knew he had me, yeah. you know, he knew he had now, me. Did, did Harry get a full ride yeah. too? Yeah. Harry did? Okay. Harry came from Grand Island on a full ride. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got stories about Harry, but we ain't going to get into that yeah, right we now. Better, we better not. Yeah, because uh, he, he, Harry's still a little bigger than me, so I'm going to let him make it. But so you, you came up here. And uh, did you your first year? Did you redshirt? No, that was back when they had the freshman team. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So played on the freshman team. You know, and that was we had some big names there. Turner Gill came in that year. Irving Fryer came in. Yeah. That year. Yeah. You were already, you were already here. Yeah, I was already here. Yep. Yeah. Frank Solich was the, the freshman coach. Right. Um, uh, offensive line, we had some big names. You know, um, some guys that didn't play much but came in as really big names. So right, I, I, right. You know, I'm guessing the coaches were – we had a, a guy from um, Houston, Texas. We had a guy from San Francisco. You remember Anthony Thomas? A.T. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> big Mark, tank Thomas. Mark Benning was from Denton. Right. And so, you know, those are the guys that were going to be the guy. And they would mix in with Dean Steinkuhler and, and just have this great line. And, uh, uh, you know, it didn't really work out that way, but, you know, me and Harry kind of – worked into it yeah and it it wasn't that we were great we just we had great coaches you know yeah well coach fisher and coach temper was not playing on that yeah <laughs> fisher's a great guy yeah. great coach milk Penniper, yeah. what a great man yeah I, I i every time i think about those guys man i mean those they they were different you know and i mean all the coaches back then to me was different because coming from texas i I had, you know, I had good coaches in high school. I, I can't not, you know, deny that. But these guys were just different. I mean, Coach Corgan, you know, I mean, guys like that, you don't forget those type yeah. guys, you know, because they were no-nonsense guys, yeah. you know. Because uh, they could be. You know, we would do anything for those guys. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I think, and that's, a, that's one of the differences I've noticed, too, is coaches can't be like they were, yeah. you know, today. You know, they can't. Well, the way they were with us, they can't do that today. Yeah, because that would that might cause problems. Yeah. You know, I got a story about Milt Tenniper, um, and I think you might have been there. They they Milt would always go talk at Bohemian Cafe back back yeah. in the back of the day. Yeah, yeah, coaches yeah. would go talk to groups, and it was this group from South Omaha. He would talk to at least once a year, maybe twice. I a year. went to a couple of those, and so this was his. I don't know, 25th anniversary. He'd been there forever and ever, right? Right. So they had a bunch of guys come back, kind of surprise him. You were there. I'm yeah. sure you were there. Yeah. And so there must must have been 25 former players there. You know, a lot of offensive linemen, but but there guys that, yeah. that weren't. And Milt was really excited, you know, really happy to see us all. <laughs> and he got up there when he spoke. He got up there, and he wanted, he wanted to thank everybody that was there, the former players. And he um, pointed at each player called him by name, and told a personal story about him. He didn't say, oh, yeah, Ricky, you know, yeah. he, he was a receiver. Yeah. He told a personal story about yeah. him. He yeah. told the same thing about me and everybody else. And that's how that's how those guys were able to get players to come here and I, play for him. And I got to agree with did. you on that because I remember that event, actually, because, you know, he was – Singling out all alignment, yeah. but he said, "Well, Ricky was like a lineman because he did a lot of blocks. Because yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> we didn't throw the ball as much. So, yeah, man, you know, those guys were special in a way that you really can't describe. You almost had to be there. Yeah, oh yeah, really good people. S- super. Yeah, you mentioned Mike Corrigan. Man, yeah, they they broke the mold after. Yeah, well, after coach. After we lost, you know, I got a funny story about Coach Corrigan. He, uh, you know, he had he, it'd be a hundred degrees, and he got on that 
sweatsuit or a sweatshirt with the with the with the jacket on and the Popeye the sailor pipe. So one day during practice, I don't even know why I even was messing with Coach Gordon because he's a running back coach and I'm a receiver. But I was standing by him, and and I rubbed his stomach, <laughs> and he's like, he's like. What are you What are you trying to do there, Simmons? I was like, Hey, you know, I was just just checking, man. Make sure you're all right. And he says, You think you can? Uh, you think you can? You can take me? I'm like, Well, coach, you know, I, I got too much respect for you. I don't want to hurt you or nothing. He's like, Take your best shot, <laughs> you know. And I was like, Nah, coach, I wouldn't do that to you, man. We, you know, I don't want to hurt you. Nah, take your best shot. I said, All right, coach. Now just remember, you asked for it. So I drew back. And I punched him in the stomach as hard as I could. But I had to go see George Sullivan afterwards because I, I sprained my wrist. Did you really? Yeah, it was like hitting a brick wall. I was like, man, he's like, yeah, you thought it was all soft, didn't you? I was oh, like, yeah. The story. Yeah, so I ended up getting my wrist taped. And uh, George said, um, I said, George, I think I really need to miss the rest of practice. He said, no, Simone, as he would call me, Simone, you just uh, – you just stay away from Coach Corgan and you're going back out there, you'll be fine. <laughs> but no, I mean, all those guys were just different, man. And, you know, and I, I miss a lot of them because yeah. the way that, you know, they actually cared. You just didn't know it at the time yeah. because the way they approached you, man, they was no nonsense, yeah. you know. Yeah, you knew about it late in your career. You yeah. knew about it after your career. I, yeah. I spent a lot of time with Milt Tenniper afterwards. Right. And, yeah, we got to be pretty close. You know what I didn't understand about those guys, though? Seemed like they didn't ever get cold at practice, and I used to be cold. I mean, I don't know if it was a Texas. Texas. <laughs> I don't know if it was a Texas thing or what, man. But those guys be standing out there like that, that the cold temperatures didn't bother them. I mean, that always kind of didn't set well with me. You, you know? know, we had Kenny Graber on the team <laughs> from Minnesota, right? Yeah. He'd go out there yeah, with, 20 with, below, and he'd have a short cutoff shirt. Yeah, and, man, see. Yeah, he never wore anything. Matter of fact, I think uh, Nate. Uh, Nate and I were the first two Nebraska players to ever dress out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in full pads with sweat clothes over <laughs> our football pads and shoulder pads. I mean, we didn't we didn't adjust well yeah, to the cold. I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> Cold's no good. Well, hey, now you said you you stayed here in Nebraska. You played, and uh, I remember my last game was uh, the game that everybody likes to talk about. We went yeah. for two. Now, after that year, you had another season. Yeah. Yeah, okay. my senior year was 84. Oh, okay, so it was 84 season. So you was with Jeff Smith. Oh, yeah, Jeff Smith. Okay. Um, yeah, Craig Sundberg was the cornerback. Yeah. Was Rathman still? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Rathman was a year younger than me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because Shaleen was the fullback, yep. I believe. Yep. Okay. Yep. Scott Porter was the fullback for us. Okay. Back then. Okay. Um, yeah, we had a good year. You know, it's funny because uh, 83, our offense was – couldn't stop us right right and our defense had some holes in it right 84 our defense saved saved our skin a lot of times oh I mean, okay they, they turned out to be like the best in the country one of the best in the country oh okay, okay. offense we were okay but but not as good as we were in 80, 83 oh okay okay well hey listen y'all don't y'all go nowhere i got more stories coming we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back with 93.7 the ticket on the get you happy on our show <laughs> 